In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. It's all my people's in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Fucking pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack. With the hat to match Remember rapping Duke The hard, the hard You never thought that hip hop Would take it this far Now I'm in the limelight Cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid Blow up like the world trade Born sinner The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat Sardines for dinner Easter on G Brucey B Kick your brain Funk master flex Love bug star G I'm blowing up Like you thought I would Call the crib Same number Same word It's all good Uh and if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh-huh. Let's be a little secret. I'm a common thief To up close and personal with Robin Leach And I'm far from cheap I smoke smoke with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alize keep me busy Girls used to diss me Now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen This rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff Now honey's play me close like butter play toast From the Mississippi down to the East Coast Condos and Queens in dope for weeks Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl's ear Munches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool, but I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know, nigga
my account with handle docs, and my whole crew is lounging, celebrating every day, no more public housing, thinking back on my one-room shack, now my mom does the act with nicks on the back, and she loves to show me off, of course, smiles every time my face is up in the floor, we used to fuss when the landlord dissed us, no heat, wonder why Christmas missed us, birthdays was the worst days, now we sip champagne when we thirsty, Folks, what is up? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan. This is your Thursday episode. Whew. Guys, do you feel that chill in the air? That means that the Vanderpump Rules reunion is filming as you listen to this. If you listen to this today, Thursday. If not, then, you know, it's not going to be filming anymore. But it is filming today. We have word that everyone will be there, including Raquel and Sheener. And uh, yeah, I call her Sheener. Uh, <laughs> so we do that news story uh, later in the show. Uh, but it's, it's we, I'm expecting so many leaks today, Thursday, and that'll be all in Friday's episode, as well as a full recap of tonight's Vanderpump Rules. Man, there was a lot. And we'll also be talking about the return of an ancient evil, Jaxith Taylor, returns to watch what happens live with his wife, Brittany, Brittany Cartwright. And um, I, I mean, I already watched it. I'm, I need to I need to percolate on it. I need to think about it before I know exactly what I want to say to you guys about it. Very, I was I was conflicted. I was excited. Oh, but here's the deal. And I talk about this later in a new story. I gotta retire, you guys, because Jackson Brittany, their their podcast launches on Tuesday. So they're gonna put me just flat out of business. I mean, I can't compete with that. You got Jax Taylor doing a pod. I'm out. Like no, I this I'm I'm retiring after Friday. My my goodness. Uh how are you guys doing? I uh, gosh, what a wild week. Um I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, listen, I release usually five days a week. I had to take yesterday off. Um, and by the way, and I didn't really fully take it off because I still did like an hour plus Patreon episode about a full recap of Summer House, that episode from Monday. So it wasn't fully off, but it, it kind of was. I just, uh, you know, sometimes you just like life catches up with you. And I just, I don't know, I was kind of not in any kind of crisis moment, but I was bummed. And like, I, I have that kind of Catholic guilt bummed where I still kind of work. Like I get through things and I'm, you know, I get, I'm like, okay, this will be good. But then just to get up and just work is sometimes so hard. So I didn't put out a show yesterday, but I put out so much content, literally. I mean, it is, it's disgusting how much content I put out. By the way, I put up an Instagram post about something today and some lady wrote, uh, Hey, I just found your podcast due to the scandal. You're really weird, but I think I like it. (laughs) I mean, there's no better review than 
I you're really the show's really weird, but I think I like it. That's what it is. So welcome. Welcome to the weirdness. You are welcome here, one and all. Remember, there are timestamps. This episode is going to be broken down into a couple different sections. Um, listen, for the first time ever, I've got my sister joining So Bad It's Good today. My sister Kara and my niece Addison. They went to the opening night of the Taylor Swift Eras concert last Friday in Glendale, Arizona. And we talk, uh, she gives a review, and Addison, my niece, is on there as well. And she's only like, my, my niece is like 13. And uh, I, I she definitely doesn't think this is cool to do, be doing a podcast. But I think it's actually, I was, I was really excited to have them on. And it was really, really fun. And by the way, I wanted to talk about this up top. And I'll probably talk a little bit about this on Friday's episode as well. If you weren't paying attention, uh, Raquel Levis on Instagram, social media, the death of us all, um, Rob Deerdick's wife uh, did an Instagram post talking about being neurodivergent uh, or potentially or on the spectrum and uh, talking about her struggles with it and, and you know, how far she's come and, it, you know, very inspirational. And Raquel Rachel Levis, um, uh, you know, put a comment under or underneath it, something to the, the, the effect of, uh, like, I know how that feels or, you know, something like that of kind of relating to this post. It was just one comment, right? But uh, we all took it as like, is Raquel Rachel coming out as on the spectrum? Is she neurodivergent? Is she, you know, is she dealing with something more? Is that potentially, and my mind was running wild because I've tried to kindly um, talk about Raquel Rachel even before the Scandal thing where I just could never, I, I can't get a beat on her whenever I've been around her and she's always been nice. Uh, and sometimes I'll notice in the scenes, it doesn't seem like she accurately reads people's human emotions. That doesn't mean on the spectrum, by the way. It just sometimes people can and people can't. But she always seemed like she really cannot. In fact, one of the big examples, which she, she kept telling Katie, I I want to make out with your husband, Tom Schwartz. She said it so many times in so many different scenarios where I was like, oh my God, why? She's Katie's told you how much this upsets her. Katie's mom even told Raquel how much it upsets her, and she keeps doing it. What would possess somebody to do that? Because Raquel doesn't come off as an unfeeling person on camera. I think she's an, an unfeeling person now. Um, and unfeeling doesn't mean evil. It just means not able to feel, uh, or empathize with other people. And it seems like that is wildly missing, even as a 28 year old. And we're going to get into her, uh, man on the street interview with a TMZ reporter for Backgrid today. Don't worry. I've got the audio. I'm going to walk you through that. So anyways, she said that and, and listen, I was very fascinated about this because I, I genuinely had that thought in my mind. Now there is, um, and you would think this would be obvious to people. A thought in my mind does not mean a diagnosis, right? You can only get a diagnosis from a medical professional. You can't even self-diagnose. I mean, you can, and we do all the time. Um, my mom used to do it with WebMD all the time. Um, but you can't. You have to have a professional give you a diagnosis um, for, for that, you know, for you to be able to um, to claim these things. Like even me saying Tom Sandoval is a narcissist, most likely I would think, but that's not an official diagnosis. But it was fascinating uh, talking about this on Instagram because I had so many people in the comments, mostly positive, 
Um, and I don't mean positive of like, yay, she might be, you know, but people sharing their stories. People, and by the way, I have two listeners who I love who are in my Patreon um, that do have children on the spectrum, and they are two of the best people I know in that group. Um, and, and another thing that I wanted to share with you up top, and my sister shares, if you listen to the interview with my sister at the very end, I bring the Raquel story up. I talked to my sister about this yesterday. And I brought up, and she doesn't watch Vanderpump Rules, but uh, my sister is uh, a registered nurse. I think she's brilliant in a lot of ways. And she uh, worked with uh, autistic kids when, uh, you know, in college and after that and, 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 you know, worked very hands-on day in, day out. So we talked about this and we talked about official diagnoses. And and the other thing is, you know, I'm very sensitive to people um, – you know, because there's a lot of thoughts because everybody now all of a sudden nowadays with pop culture is a pop culture expert, right? Me, you, everybody on TikTok. Um, and that usually just means you really love pop culture. And unfortunately, there's not a degree at Harvard for pop culture yet. So we can all just call ourselves these. But it is interesting because we do know and we bandy about this term all the time about, oh, this is PR crisis. This is crisis PR. This is they paid to people to make this statement. And yeah, sometimes that is very true. But my 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 fear and I really hope that this in no way was Raquel trying to uh, put another breadcrumb down of like, well, listen, the, you know, I did this horrible, horrible thing that most people wouldn't do because potentially I'm on the spectrum. And we don't know this. Like I said, that was not an official statement. That was just a comment. And we do know uh, from a friend of uh, Raquel Rachel's that reached out uh, even on that post saying that I believe she was diagnosed with uh, ADHD. And sometimes those two things can be confused. Maybe she meant that. Um, but who knows? I think we'll find out more about that at the reunion as well. But it's very dangerous. And, and what I was going to share with you guys is that, you know, somebody in my family, and my sister bring this, brings this up, is that somebody in my family that I'm very close to is uh, on the spectrum and neurodivergent. And what they say, and they're a younger person, is that it, uh, you know, you would never want to fake something like that because there's a lot of challenges that come with a diagnosis like that. There's a, you know, it makes things sometimes a lot harder for the people with that. So for anybody to use that in any sort of other way would just be really, really horrible. And I hope in no way that's what, I mean, like, listen, Raquel Rachel did a horrible, horrible thing. Tom Sandoval, I mean, just even worse than Raquel Rachel, if we're going to put it into some kind of contest. But my God, it's been wild to watch these people try to throw out nuggets to the press, everybody. And, and the whole Vanderpump economy, which I keep talking about, you got you got Lala selling shirts, you got Sheena doing Patreon, you got everybody is getting their moment because they realize that these kind of horrific events, I mean, actually in Vanderpump Rules, they seem to happen quite often, but something this big only comes around. I mean, listen, they had written off this show last season. It got the worst ratings um, of, of, of any season since the beginning. And so, by the way, we're wondering what the episode count is because tonight was episode number seven and I was hearing they were doing 18 episodes and all of a sudden we found out that they're doing 12 and my only thought now, because I've been trying to piece it together in my mind all week, is that, oh, they probably gave it a lower series order. They do this with TV shows that they don't really truly believe in, is that they're not going to pay for 18 episodes. They're going to pay for 12. 
And hopefully it does good. You'll see this with Summer House still. You'll see this with Southern Charm still. They don't have large seasons like the Housewives do, right? Um, so that is my overall thought. But now this happened and they're like, F it, tack on, make a couple new episodes and we're going to do a big reunion. So I think at the end of the day, you're going to end up seeing 17 episodes once you include the reunion, the new episode they filmed, all of that stuff. Um, and really, I am so curious what every what is going to happen, right? Uh, and by the way, in the pop culture roundup part of this, I do a Bailey Mail, which is just, I call it the Bailey Mail, but it's the Daily Mail uh, stories that we've, uh, you know, we've cherry picked over the internet. Maritza Lopez uh, cherry picked these and they're amazing. And I had so much fun talking about it. And we even talk about that Demois blind about Ariana and Tom sitting down for a one-on-one with Andy at the reunion. Now I do have insider information that I talk about in that segment, which will uh, make it a little more clear what that blind actually is. And it's only partially true. Which, that's the thing, even with blinds, remember, there's a, there's a seed of truth, but it doesn't always mean everything's true, okay? So, listen, if you like this show, and why wouldn't you? I am delightful. <laughs> Please uh, leave it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You might think it means nothing, but it actually means a lot, and it means a lot to any podcaster. So do it for any podcast that you listen to. Um, secondly, if you want more content and how, why would you not go over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I've been putting about three and a half hours of extra content on there every week. We even did a live last week. We did a live the week before. There's been a lot of stuff over on that Patreon and, um, and that's, I think it, oh, the YouTube channel, go over the YouTube so bad it's good. Um, we've been putting up these really cool videos. Uh, I did that, uh, VPR mid-season trailer recap, which I put on this podcast, but the images that Meditza put, put, images that Meditza picked for it were amazing. So it's really fun to watch the YouTube aspect of it. So go subscribe over there. And that's the same as this, um, the, the segment that we're going to do the daily mail, the Bailey mail. That is also a YouTube segment where Meditza is, uh, she's the one putting up the pictures and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. So you're going to hear the audio of that today. And, but I think it's really cool to watch it on YouTube as well. So let's get started. I want to get started with Raquel Rachel Levis. She was at a nail salon in Los Angeles. Now it is so funny. All of these, all of a sudden these paparazzi and all that stuff, like, you know, they had her with Graham, the dog checking the dog into boarding in Arizona. And the shot looked like it was like right next to her. It wasn't like a telephoto lens. It was right there. Then today we had somebody catch her outside of LAX. And then today this dude walks right up to her outside of a nail salon because you know, when you're going to get your nails done, you usually sit right outside. Like literally there's chairs in there. She, this is so set up that it made the Tom Schwartz walk and talk at LAX look just completely spur of the moment. But also want to point out, and this is how sad I am with my ears. I was like, oh my God, it's the same guy doing this interview with Raquel Rachel, who did the same interview with Schwartz at the airport and also who found Ariana outside of the Starbucks over in Valley Village yesterday. Now, the Ariana one, I totally believe, because it was just a real quick, hey, honey, it's good to see your color at the reunion. And Ariana was like, who? I don't know who that is, which classic. And that was it. It was real quick. By the way, congratulations, Ariana. She actually booked a lead in a Lifetime movie starring Megan Good. We talk about that in the news as well. So that is awesome. It's great when good things happen to good people. Also, she's actually back on Instagram, and she got a sponsorship for, uh, I think, for... um, vibrators. 
I've seen a lot of the like you know reality stars do this. Now I don't use vibrators in my my everyday life yet, but I feel like I'm going to buy one just to support Ariana. But it's over there on our Instagram if you want to support. Um, but anyways, this guy walks up to it and he's like always really casual. But the thing with the Raquel one, it was the same thing with the Schwartz one where Schwartz was like, oh, what's up, man? What's going on, dude? Oh, I'm just chilling at the airport. And he's like, Tom, what do you think about Sandoval cheating on Ariana? Oh, man, that's wild. I don't know. It's not good. I'll tell you that. It's like, Think about if a reg like think about you're a regular person or even somebody with eh, a little bit of notoriety, a reality show, a stranger comes up to you out of nowhere and starts asking you intensely personal questions. Would you be like, oh yeah, I'll answer those? Usually no. You'd be like, gotta go, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, state me, you know, uh, uh the reunion's coming up. Watch, watch the reunion. That's what you would do, but you really know when these things are a little set up or tipped off or planned out a little bit because they're like full on interviews. And I was like, dude, I was watching the Raquel the Raquel one and she's literally in in front of the nail salon even though you could completely go outside and she has this weird smile on her face like she's not surprised at all that a man with a camera is in her face asking intensely personal questions. She's like, hey, Heracle, what's going on? Are you having a tough, here you're having a tough time. Here, let's, let's listen to this together as a family and we'll, we'll stop, start this thing. Let's, let's do this. Hey, Raquel, how are you? Hi. How are you, how are you doing? Good. How are you holding up ever since everything broke, broke out? Um, I'm holding up okay. 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 Like she's completely mellow, like a little rough, you know, like it's like me if I'm like, well, at Chipotle and I'm a little gassy right now. Like, my God, think about this. This is how set up this is where it's not like, um, uh, excuse me, what's your, uh, uh, like she didn't even go into the nail salon. She just starts answering questions. Like literally, I'm like, if it's legitimately this easy to talk to like reality stars, just feel free to walk up to them and ask them the most insanely personal questions. Just right out of the gate. According to this interview, you're going to be fine. They will answer everything. I see your face kind of cleared up. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Sheena claims she never hit you. Is that true? Or is she like, who's lying? Who's saying the truth? Like, Sheena knows what happened that night. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm not going to go into it too much. Okay. I do have a permanent scar. Okay. On my eyebrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I see it. So. So then he's like, I see your skin cleared up. And it's like, yeah, I'm using Accutane. It's going great. Thank you for noticing. Like, what the hell? And then they go into the big one. You know, is Sheena said she didn't hit you. And she's like, Sheena knows what happens. I have a permanent scar on my eyebrow. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I can see it. And he kind of zooms in and I can't really see it. So I don't know about a permanent scar, but I've got like weirdly permanent scars. Like one time, I think like I, I, I fell on some gravel when I was a kid. There's a scar there. I don't know, man. But it just, it was another, all of this is like really weirdly monotone. Like you could have just been like, I feel like absolute dog shit. And this is just the worst nightmare that's happening to me ever. Oh, and by the way, just while we're at it, of course, I'm going to be talking nonstop about Raquel Rachel doing the dab on tonight's episode. What, 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 wait, what, what is this? What is this? 
This is 2019. We're doing the da- we're doing dab we're dabbing still and talking heads. Like what the like? Are you gonna do a robot or the Running Man? Are you out the Roger Rabbit? Are you kidding me? You dabbed in your talking head. That was like a big moment of victory. My God, it's sociopathic. But now that I'm thinking about it, it would kind of have been funny if she consistently dabbed during the TMZ interview. Okay, how do you feel about the show tomorrow? Just seeing, meeting everyone. Um, I'm. I know I have to take accountability for my actions. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Have you apologized to um, Arya? Have you guys talked or how's um, that? I talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I apologized to her over okay. text, but she didn't see yeah. it very well. Okay. Once again, what? <laughs> you? <laughs> I feel like this is potentially another mistake because it's like you're telling deeply personal stuff to a TMZ reporter before you actually do it on the show. But also, it's kind of wildly insensitive if you're not if you're anybody but Ariana at this point, right? Like you know, like yeah, I called her the day it broke, and I talked to her on the phone, and then I texted her, but it wasn't received well. Like, how do you know it wasn't received well? And by the way, of course it wouldn't be received well. Wait, what are you going to get a text and then just emojis of like thumbs up, like two thumbs up, like Heather Gay? Are you kidding? Like, should should we throw a party that Raquel texted her? Like, my God. Also, after the first phone call, I don't know if I'd check on a backup text of like, hey, it's a couple days later. Just checking if you forgive me for banging your boyfriend of nine years consistently over seven months and still try to continue to be your best friend. And and yeah, sorry, I watched tonight's episode and you were still sticking up for me with Lala and Katie. Uh. Okay, what did she say back? Um, I prefer not to say. Okay, it was probably... Just know it wasn't, uh, well, yeah. You prefer not to say? You've literally said everything in this entire interview, and now here's one that's just too... It's it's too hard. I can't answer this one. Okay, okay. How did did it start, like, you and Tom? Um, Was it just something that just happened out the ordinary, or just, you know... Um, it started off as a friendship. Okay. Once again, how desperate is Raquel Rachel to talk to somebody where she's offering up this kind of like started off as friends, but then turned into something more like my God. Listen, she's lied to her close friends around her for the last seven months. But a TMZ reporter comes up to him like, listen, you have kind of you have kind eyes. Let me tell you everything. Uh-huh. But I'm sure we'll go into detail. Yeah. Okay. What was the kiss? The kiss to you and uh, Tom. People think it was a cover-up for the other Tom, you and Tom Shorts. Uh-huh. The, when you guys kissed, people think it was a cover-up for you and Tom's um, affair. Is that true, or was that just for... No, that's not true. Okay. I genuinely like, had an interest in Tom Shorts, yeah. and uh, there's a genuine curiosity there. So okay. It just keeps getting funnier to me, first off. And also, if anybody knows who this guy is, can you please... I need to I need to talk to this guy. I need to know if he actually watches Vanderpump Rules. He's obviously, uh, you know, works for Backrid and all of the... You know, like, he's obviously around town talking to celebrities and people like that. But I need to know if he was made... Like, if he just was given questions, if he's a fan of the show at all. Because I, I, I just... I need to know this. I really do. And I think... Uh, 
I the the Schwartz stuff is interesting here too because she even comes up with that and going like no I was genuinely interested in making out with him too which is totally fine so that question's out of the way that was one of the big things that needed to be cleared up the other thing though we always talk about reliable narrators on this show is Raquel Rachel a reliable narrator anymore she's able to she's been able to consistently uh, lie to a degree that has fooled a lot of people I mean Tom Sandoval being the biggest liar of the bunch but can we believe anything that she says that's a question that I have. Now, you know who used to do the, like, I miss the days of, like, the Spencer Pratt's and the Heidi Montag's and, like, the people with real, and I hate to say it, panache around these things. You know, like, they really knew how to do a paparazzi interview when somebody came up to them. Like, be a little aggressive, be a little snarky, be a little, it's not just like, yes, I'll answer anything. All right, so are we going to see more of you and Tom Sandoval, or what's your relationship with them? When's the last time you talked to them? I don't know where our relationship is going to be. We're just kind of trying to get through these next few steps and trying to, you know, make amends, hear everybody out. I know a lot of people are angry. So um, I think just getting through these next few steps and seeing where it goes, we're not putting a label on anything. Mm -hmm. Just kind of taking it for now. Okay. Have you talked to any other cast members? Um, um, no, no, you haven't. Okay, have they reached out or they just been? No. I feel like people attack you too much. I mean, things happen, and I mean, we all make mistakes, and I feel like sometimes, you know, people kind of need to not attack someone too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man. Well, crap. Now I feel bad. The TMZ photographer said we said we attack people too much. You know what? The TMZ photographer that makes his living going out and putting cameras in celebrities' faces. You know what? I think he's right. He's he's completely right. Oh my goodness. I never thought about it that way. It takes a very special TMC paparazzi to really make me think about my actions. <laughs> and like just the nonchalance of like Hi, we've upset a lot of people, so I guess I gotta go to the reunion and just listen to people. And a lot of people are mad. You know, it's like there just seems to be a a, a non-recognition of, do you know what angry means? Like, do you know how, like, how angry, like, it's just so weirdly nonchalant. Yeah, I feel like you're taking accountability. I've been yeah. Okay. She said she's been off social media altogether, right? She just said that. But that's why the one comment on Rob Dyrdek's wife's post is interesting. Because she was off social media. She wasn't responding or liking or anything like that with anybody else's post. But that one post she all of a sudden interacts with. That's why I thought it was weird as well. Advice to do that, so... Yeah, yeah, that, that was uh, smart. <laughs> but it has been a lot. Um, uh-huh. But I guess, you know, there's consequences to my actions. Yeah. I don't really think we through too much. Uh-huh. Um, Okay. What do you think about Lala? She's been kind of aggressive towards you. Um, yeah. Yeah. She always has been aggressive towards you. Yeah, what's up with that? Why is she so, like, why is she so kind of mean towards you, like, super aggressive? You have to ask her that question, but I think okay. always kind of rubbed her the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Did Tom Schwartz know about the whole affair? I mean, no. he didn't know about it? Okay. So, like, when you guys, when, when did it start? When's the first time you kind of, you know... Um, we'll go into that after reunion tomorrow. Okay. So, yeah. Definitely. All right. There's a rumor on Twitter. I gotta ask you that you guys had a threesome. I know it's a little far fetched. Is that true or? No. That's oh, not. that's not. Okay. So that's not true. Okay. 
Okay, Raquel, I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoy your nails, getting your nails did. I would have loved it if he ended up like, quick question, hot dogs or hamburgers? What's your favorite? <laughs> so ridiculous. And the lala of it all of like, you'd have to ask Lala. And by the way, a TMZ photographer did like came up to Lala like last week. So, I mean, by the way, these TMZ people are really in hog heaven with this whole Vanderpump rules thing. We're really, everybody's getting interviewed right and left. So I wanted you guys to hear that if you hadn't have seen or heard that already, it's just fascinating. We're going to find so much more out about this. So that is that, but I want to play you guys the Bailey Mail, which is kind of like a mini pop culture roundup, a lot of Bravo stories. We talk about Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3, which premieres today. We talk about BravoCon potentially moving to Las Vegas. We go over Jackson and Brittany on Watch What Happens Live and their new podcast and so much Vanderpump Rules. So that's it right now. Uh, we're going to start this. Remember, there's timestamps too if you want to skip to that. And then after that, you're going to meet my sister and my niece about Taylor Swift. So here we go. Here is the Bailey Mail. You guys, welcome to the Bailey Mail, where I pretty much take a bunch of Daily Mail headlines, Bravo headlines, Vanderpump Rules headlines, and break it down for you as quickly as possible. And we've got so much news to cover. It is Wednesday. We have Vanderpump Rules airing tonight, uh, and it's gonna the circus is gonna start all over again. And tomorrow we have the reunion finally being filmed, even though it feels like it should be filming two months from now, but there is insanity happening. So I'm going to take you through some of the top headlines that are happening and breaking as we speak. So let's get this going. It is just a mess in Vanderpump Rules universe. Now, Demois, our, our friendly neighborhood Demois, posted this today in her stories. It says, Vanderpump Rules reunion intel. There will be an exclusive interview during the reunion with just Ariana and Tom. Okay, now I have a couple of sources on this as well that I checked. They are doing something similar to this, but it is not this exactly. Because when I read this, I was like, this is going to be fascinating television, but like, wouldn't it? I mean, just like Ariana having to stand, like Sandoval's not going to be able to defend himself. What I'm hearing potentially is it's not going to be together. It is going to be separate. Not unlike when Andy uh, went to Countess Luann's uh, palatial estate in the Hamptons and did that one-on-one -on -one interview. It'll, of course, be on the set. But at this point, I'm looking for this to... I know it'll be three. It could be four. But he will be doing one-on-one -on -one interviews, probably with Ariana, Tom, and I'm hearing potentially with Rachel, Raquel. I'm ready for my interview. So that is something that they're going to be filming tomorrow as well. It is going to be a hell of an intense day. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of leaks, but we are here there is one leak in particular in that cast and it's they said production is like clamped down but I, I don't know how hard they're clamping down because it seems like people are spilling all over the place um okay so and by the way i want to say Maritza lopez who does all the amazing graphics and all there she's operating she's like the dj james kennedy on the ones and twos so she's operating these kind of visuals while i do this it, it's highly entertaining to do okay next next slide let's next story let's get okay give them lala lala kent one of our favorite cast members very outspoken she's been very outspoken this season and last week's episode she didn't look too good in the sense of um you know they said mean girl in terms of rachel raquel now we didn't know at the time that the tom sandoval thing was happening so in retrospect it's like okay 
you know, I guess Rachel Raquel deserved it. But if you didn't have that story break, you would have thought Lala came off like a mean girl. Now, she did an Amazon Live this week, and she also did her podcast, Give Them Lala, where she talked a lot about this season. I mean, she's very... Her and Sheena, their podcasts have so much dirt in them about the actual show. Um, It's really interesting. It's stuff behind the scenes that I'm shocked that she's able to share. She's uh, saying that other people are stealing her lines like she says Charlie stole the um what you put in your mouth the dick line remember that that Charlie said which is like why would you want to take I love I mean it's a fun line but you're like that's mine I'm Shakespeare that dick line is completely mine but she says that she also kind of uh went on to uh talk about this season, how she is raring to go, but also it's got to be more than the Ariana and Tom, Rachel, Raquel situation. It's got to be more. I am so curious how Andy is going to maneuver this because really all we're thinking about is this, but there has been so much happening this season regardless. Also on the Amazon Live, she was asked if she would want Jax and Brittany back on the uh, on the show, and she was like, yeah, bring them to Lala. And I'm like, no, Lala, no, do not bring them to Lala. I feel like no cast member, Lala or anyone else, should make any kind of casting decisions. No offense to Jax and Brittany. I mean, no offense to Brittany, all offense to Jax. But I I sometimes don't like, what. why would we need them? What? Wait, wait. The show's doing really good. In what context would they come back and do the show? Just because Lala wants them there? Lala needs to work on her storylines. Uh, and, and then we'll see if Jax and Brittany can fit anywhere in there. But it'll be fun to watch Lala at the reunion, particularly because she has... She really, she's a verbal assassin in so many ways. So it'll be really interesting to see what she brings. But check out her podcast that came out today because I think there's a lot of interesting information to to check out on there. What else do we got? Okay, Andy Cohen. The Andy Cohen is like Barnum and Bailey's uh, circus. He is just the ringleader of all of this. Now he went live on Instagram this week and he teased BravoCon 2023. And if you look at this amazing graphic right here, that's not New York, baby. That is Sin City, Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Now I thought it was so charming in New York. We got to go this past year, and it really was so exciting. Just so I mean, I I barely made it up there alive. Vegas seems like that it would be that on stage. Steroids, but take away the charm of New York and add the seediness of Las Vegas. But if you look at this season of Vanderpump Rules and what we're potentially hearing is going to come in Southern Charm with Austin uh, hooking up with Shepsex, I mean, there is a lot of sin to be had. I, I'm really just already scared for my bodily functions during this. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think Ve- Vegas would be a good place? It is. It is spread out in the same way New York is spread out, but there is, I mean, it would just be a nonstop party. I think this is a really interesting opportunity to even expand further than they did in New York. And Bravo kind of, and Las Vegas, to me, goes hand in hand. And you know Lisa Vanderpump will be like, oh, we'll have so many events at Vanderpump Paris. Oh, I own Vegas, me and Nicolaine. So uh, I will be showing up for that. You guys will be showing up for that. And what's so cool, even if you don't have a ticket to the actual convention, there'll be so many Bravo celebrity watching things. You can just show up to like the Rio or something and you'll see Frank Catania running around. I think this is an actual great idea. Unfortunately, I do not want to see Tom Sandoval on the most extras play. Uh, 
uh, even though they do remind me now of a Vegas-type style band. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, what else do we got? Um, this Raquel Levis, Raquel Rachel, this is in Tucson. She is dropping off um, Graham, Graham Cracker, to like to, she's boarding Graham so she can come to the reunion. I have so many questions about this. First off, if you'll notice, this is like paparazzi photos, but it's literally like right in her face. This isn't a telephoto lens. This is, to me, a very staged photo. I'm not saying Raquel Rachel got paid for this, but I am saying it is extremely staged. Poor Graham, if you see this dog's face, it's literally like, last time I was boarded, I literally got a puncture wound and it's happening again, but I'd rather be boarded than be around the hellhole that is my life. I'd rather go back to DJ James Kennedy at this point. Listen, can't you picture this? Like this is a, Can't you picture Sarah McLaughlin music just slowly playing under this? The arms of an angel. And it's like, for $1 a month, you can make sure Graham Cracker is in the hands of none of the cast members of Vanderpump Rules. Also, doesn't Raquel's family it live in Tucson or something like that? Like, why can't the family watch the dog? Why is this dog always being boarded? But I I'm happy for the dog. Also, uh, real quick, Raquel Levis, right before we did this, she did a backgrid interview that uh, wound up on TMZ, and you'll see it on another a lot of news outlets outside of a nail salon in Los Angeles. They got her at the uh, airport coming in from LAX, and now they got her. And it's, by the way, the, the guy interviewing on this back grid, it's the same dude that did the Schwartz LAX interview uh, last week, same guy that did the Ariana coming out of Starbucks interview yesterday. It's this one dude chasing all of these people. And when you, when you, when it's the same dude over and over again, I'm not saying these are staged, but it is funny that it's the one dude. You can tell it's the same voice. And especially with the Raquel one that we see today. Um, it was so detailed. Like there's no, like did Raquel forget about a gag order? She, he literally was like, 
uh, did Sheena hit you? And she's like, Sheena knows what happened that night, but I will say I have a permanent scar on my eyebrow. And he's like, yeah, I can see that. And he goes, hey, um, did you make out with Schwartz as a cover for Sandoval? And Raquel goes, no, I had a genuine interest in Schwartz. That was genuine. Like, these are things that are great to know, but I really think Andy would be pissed seeing this because these are questions he should be asking. It shouldn't, we shouldn't, don't fumble the bag, Raquel. Like, we already are really uh, bothered by you in a lot of ways. More bothered by Tom, of course. But, like, what are you doing? She And by the way, this is how set up this was. Just sitting outside of a nail salon. You know, how you do. Like, you, you know, there's seats inside. In fact, you can see the seats inside empty. And she's, like, sitting there. She's like, they're like, how you doing, Raquel? And she's like, okay. And she kind of makes it seem like everything's okay. And it's like... You know, it's just bad weather we're having. Okay, what's next here? We have Tom Sandoval. Uh, I love these series of pictures. Like, this is, it's like Tom Sandoval on the run. He's like, I'm a bad boy. I'm the bad boy of Vanderpump rules now. So this is fascinating. We got this information from Entertainment Tonight. Anthony Dominic, I love this guy. He uh, wrote this article saying, Vanderpump Rules star Tom Sandoval threatens to stop filming after the scene with Raquel Levis. And it says Tom drew a line in the sand with the producers of Vanderpump Rules. And uh, Tom wasn't happy, a source says, with how the scene went with Raquel when they filmed this about a week and a half ago and felt like it was going to paint him in a negative light. Sorry to say, Tom, that negative light has already fully been painted. Nobody's going to be like, you know, on second thought, I think this is a pretty cool thing that Tom did. Uh, he told producers he'd like to refilm the scene, but producers weren't having it. Can you imagine? Just give me one more shot, man. Just give me, you know what? What's, what's my motivation in the scene? Could I, could somebody direct me? This is, I just, so I've been cheating with this girl for a while. I've had a nine, uh, you know, I have a nine year relationship with Ariana. What, what am I thinking here? Like, I don't think it just pulled off. Um, the source also adds Tom told production that he would no longer shoot Vanderpump rules if they don't listen to him. In a since deleted tweet, star Jax Taylor says Sandoval is refusing to film as well. He, uh, you know, like I always say on the, the podcast, we now have the return of ancient evils, Jax, Brittany, Kristen Doty, who I don't mind as much, but these are people that were off the show and now they're all creeping out of the uh, woodwork. But I do think it's fine. It, it, this actually show gives us a little more clarity on how Tom Sandoval is thinking about this, where he wants to look good still. He wants to find a way. If you watch the show with like a different lens now with everything that's happened, it's always been told to us that he's wanted to come off looking like a good guy. And I truly feel he was caught in this and it didn't come out the way he wanted to come out where I believe he would have broken up with Ariana after the reunion and then had whatever time, a couple months to kind of rebuild, come into a new season, and we would potentially be more empathetic towards the situation. But when he did it this way, this is just horrible from start to finish. So, uh, sorry, sorry, Tom, I think uh, we're not going to let you reshoot that scene. Also, in Tom Sandoval news, uh, this is great. Uh, his band, Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras, which I've seen live, I think I've seen live like four times, and I had a really... I don't, I had way too good of a time, but that's when I like Tom. And I, I don't know, like in that we, it's, I'm still wrestling with that with a therapist and myself right now, but he's playing a free Houston show amid cheating scandal. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you people of Houston. I don't know, maybe move. Uh, if you like free stuff, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like 
Listen, these are real musicians. I will say that. I don't want to crap on them at all. I've had a lot of fun. It's all cover songs. Uh, my, my curiosity, though, and it's so fascinating, I've gotten emails and DMs where a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'm, Tom, I'm seeing Tom and April. I'm seeing, like, it really doesn't seem to stop people in terms of, like, I think part of it is they want to see mess. They want to see, like, how somebody's holding up through something kind of so potentially evil. I think there's some kind of titillation in that. Um, but it is weird. Like, I would think people would just, like, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to see him ever again. But I still get people going, yeah, I'm seeing him in April. Or like, oh, you should come here. We're going to see him there. So here's a free Houston show. It's going to be May 12th at the Avenida Houston. He's going to perform from 6 to 9 as part of the Party on the Plaza series. And, um... I don't know. I mean, will you guys, will you Houstonites go see Tom Sandoval and the most extras? I mean, I think the only thing, I mean, they could actually pay you guys to go see it. Maybe that would actually make it a little more appealing, but this will be in May. The show will probably be close to the reunion, so it might be a fun watch. I mean, it'll also be interesting to see if people boo him, if people shout Ariana like they did at the OC show the night this whole story broke. So we'll see. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, okay, here we go. Jax and Brittany. Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright clear up Vanderpump Rules drama. They teased their reality TV return, and the Vanderpump Rules alum sat down with Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment Tonight, by the way, you know, they really have one of the best reality show departments out there. I truly do that. Uh, I truly do believe that. So everybody's like, oh my God, they're getting their 15 minutes worth of fame because of this Sandoval cheating story. And it's like, yes, everybody is. Even the cast members are are cashing in on this. Send it to Daryl merch. We got, I mean, everybody is. So Jax and Brittany... Listen, Jax filmed a villain's reality show for E! that we know about. So people were like, oh, maybe he's going to be promoting that. But you guys, uh, it's even more than that because they have... Get ready for the surprise of your life. They have, like everybody else in America, has a new podcast promoting called When Reality Hits... And they hinted at a return to the franchise. I mean, I I would hope that they were hinting at, like, we'd like to return. And I know they really genuinely would like to return. But it's just wild. And I'll be really curious, because Watch What Happens Live, they, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday. They're going to be on Watch What Happens Live after the new Vanderpump Rules episode tonight. And listen... I am genuinely curious, and I have been since this was announced, what Jax will get. Will we get the pious Jax? Will we get the martyr Jax? Will we get the, listen, Andy, I played a villain on TV, but that's not the real me. You know me, Andy. And Brittany will be like, ah, I'm so excited to be back. I kept the weight off from Weight Watchers. Now, a couple things about their podcast. Welcome to the podcasting community, Jackson Brittany. The water is fine. Jump on in. I'm so curious about what this show will be. I was talking to my friend Laura Marie Shainalls yesterday. She's very excited about this podcast as well. How many episodes do you think they'll do? Who are going to be the special guests? Um, the one thing, though, that worries me just in terms of the podcast is Jax has always come from a place, um, in, regardless of the Sandoval scandal, uh, a, a place from dishonesty. Like he really uh, lies about everything. Remember when he um, told the, the, the he he told the he told Vanderpump Rules that he was starring in the sequel to Apocalypto, the Mel Gibson. Film? <laughs> Uh, but he said he was starring in Apocalypto 2. Like, he would just make random lies. So, 
as fascinating as this would be, I mean, this could work two ways. This truly could be an informative podcast if Jax really tells the truth and Brittany really tells the truth. Um, but it could also work as just a completely comedic podcast if they don't do that. So it could work both ways, but I actually will be listening. The only other concern, if the podcast art, you see it, it's a really cute photo, but they put their kid front and center and it's a very cute uh, boy. Uh, I just always worry when people put their children in the cover art for anything that they're promoting, but that's them. Uh, listen, so, uh, uh, wait real quick. Uh, Brittany said, we have things that are coming arising. She used the word arising and <laughs> she, uh, she, uh, was shooting down an appearance by the couple on the current season of Vanderpump rules. She goes, I don't know what we're allowed to say. We're working on a situation. What I'd like to have is the parents on one show. And that's what I wanted, but I don't know. Scandaball is causing a lot right now. So they're kind of waiting to see how this plays out. By the way, this is an idea they've had now for years. It's an idea. The fans actually, I think came up with first of Vanderpump Kids and Vanderpump. So I think they've had the same idea uh, forever and they've had the same playbook as well for since they've been let go. Uh, we got a new show coming. We got things in the work and it's been close to three years. So I guess we're finally seeing some of those things in the work. Okay, now we are finally to this story. If you notice the mid-season trailer, and by the way, thank you for watching the YouTube video. Make sure you subscribe, smash that like button. I know this is crazy, but once I get to 5,000 subscribers, I'm eating a raw onion because I hate that, and it just sounds so gross. And what was scaring me was that like we've grown 1,000 followers, I think, in the like last week, and we only have like 190 more followers to get to eat that raw onion. So uh, maybe don't subscribe. I don't know. I'm really scared to eat that raw onion, but thank you guys. Anyways, in the preview, we see a dude... Uh, skinny dipping with Ariana Maddox at Sheena's wedding. And everybody was like, who's this dude? Is Ariana like... And so the mystery partner in this scene is revealed. I love it. it says mystery hunk. This man is a friend of the podcast, uh, Brett Kenyon. He's one of Sheena's best friends. And it's hysterical because he was like, hey, um, listen up. I uh, I guess I have to... <laughs> I have to come out as gay. He was actually a proud gay man completely. And he was really cracking up about the mid-season trailer. He spent this past weekend in Glendale, Arizona. He went to both of the Taylor Swift shows. But I was texting with him uh, a couple of days ago. And I think he's going to come on the show soon when he's allowed to. But he just says, like, it's the funniest thing. Like, people are, like, I have to keep telling people that I'm gay. <laughs> it's like, this is the, like, hey, man, I'm gay. I have no designs on Ariana Maddox. So Brett Kenyon, he's also a waiter over at TomTom. Tom, and he's just a really, really fun, nice dude. Um, so that is the mystery revealed there. Ariana is not hooking up with Brett Kenyon. And to my knowledge, Ariana is not hooking up with anybody yet. So hopefully the world is her oyster literally at this point. Okay, now we go to uh, Raquel Levis and Sheena Shea. Can they both attend the reunion tomorrow? This is the big thing because there was a TRO or a temporary restraining order, a hearing that's set for March 29th, which of course is after the reunion. So everybody was like, can they even be in the same facility? Is Sheena going to have to zoom in? And poor Sheena, like Sheena is one of the hardest working women in reality show uh, history, I think. And you know damn well she wants to be there. And it was so funny because the discourse I was encountering, people were like, sorry, Sheena. You know, you're going to have to zoom in. We want Raquel in person. But 
it looks like now we're hearing that production is going to make it make sure that they are both there. But they will also make sure that when Ray, they'll make sure they are far enough away. I don't know what that looks like to production. They are far enough away where they'll both be able to be on premises. Now, when they bring Raquel out, maybe Sheena will have to go into another room and be over Zoom, which there's like an incredible Hulk kind of thing of like Sheena just like, Aah! you know, those old photos of Sheena when she was like, you know, she looked like a, a juggalo from like insane clown posse. And I'm like, you just like imagine just Sheena in another room. And Raquel's like, she was so mean to me after she found out about the cheating. And Sheena's just getting angrier. And Brock's like, honey, come down. Don't do it, honey. And like Sheena's like, let me at him. Let me at him. So production swears that they're all going to be there. So we'll, well, I mean, they, they are, they said they will both be on premises, but that's all they're really saying. I heard uh, that these temporary restraining order, the whole hearing was going to be dropped by now, but that does not seem to be the case. And of course, like I told you earlier, when the uh, TMZ person uh, interviewed Raquel today said uh, that she has a permanent scar on her eyebrow now. So I am so curious. And we see in the mid-season trailer, Sheena say, I was just so angry in a scene that was shot a week and a half ago. So everything will be revealed also, I think there's a, a, a slight possibility. Raquel seems so, not wishy-washy, but it seems like she's very pliable in what you can make her potentially do. I mean, potentially, you know, with Sandoval and stuff like that. I feel like when she gets in that moment, and you know those producers and Andy are going to, like, not be kissing her ass, but really have that delicate balance of, Raquel, this is your time to tell your story. I have this weird feeling that Raquel might be like, Okay, she can she can come out and we can do this. I don't know. It's just this weird feeling I get that that Raquel could potentially be talked into this. But regardless, the hearing is set for the 29th. I believe it's like 8:30 a.m. If I'm still in town, I will be out front of that courthouse and uh we'll see, but they are supposed to not converse. Okay. And then finally, you guys, to to leave on a non-Vanderpump rules story is Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 is premiering Thursday. Whenever you're watching this, maybe even today, it premieres today. So it's also a reminder, Real Housewives of Miami, this season was one of the best seasons I've ever seen of any Housewives show. It makes me believe again in Housewives as a franchise. So, so good. All of these ladies are so dynamic, so dramatic. They bring something to it. Everyone just, I mean, just speaks so amazing. They speak in talking head phrases. Just so good. But anyways, we're going to get the first three episodes of season three on Peacock as well. I'm telling you guys, Peacock is worth the like 10 bucks or eight bucks or whatever you have to pay a month because it really is part of, you get to be part of an elite conversation, I feel. They really are putting some of the best shows over there now. They eventually rerun over on Bravo as well. The only question about season three of Ultimate Girls Trip that is confusing me is there was no media blitz. There was like, we were hardly seeing previews on Bravo. I saw a couple last night during Jersey, but not really uh, at large. Not like I saw with the first two seasons and especially Dorinda's season, season two. We've seen a couple clips of Leah McSweeney getting lambasted by Giselle, and it doesn't seem like Leah is going to have a very good season. Also, we know that uh, Candace and Giselle are coming from Potomac season, and I hear there's a lot of rumbling there. Of course, we have the Heather and Whitney relationship that is... Uh, really busted again on season three. So I'm really excited to see this. It's just weird because I don't feel the excitement anywhere else. And I'm like, this is coming to 
tomorrow. This is coming on Thursday. Why is everybody not excited? So that is the Bailey Mail for today. Thank you so much for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Thank you to Maritza for, for working the ones and twos. I mean, truly uh, an amazing job. I mean, look at these photos. This is, and it's so much better because my tiny, my face is kind of tiny and I like that. Look at these photos. Look at these beautiful women. Um, and, and just pray, pray, Pray that Jackson and Brittany don't come back to Vanderpump Rules after Watch What Happens Live tonight and, and pray for that reunion tomorrow. I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of leaks. I'm sure there will be if uh, the last couple of weeks tells us anything. There's going to be a lot of leaks. And also, congratulations to Ariana Maddox, who actually, it was just announced, she booked a lead role in a Lifetime movie and uh, with Megan Good, the actress. Like, look how cool this is. She booked a Lifetime movie role, and I think that is just amazing. The, the cool thing about that is like, man, good things happen for good people. Even if you're down, even something bad happens in your personal life, there can be good at the end of the tunnel. And I like this. This is such a victory. And just a little bit of thing, like I used to be an acting teacher and Ariana went to the school that I worked at and her notes, like we had notes on every actor and her notes were great. She's a really good actor and she did this. She's actually been in a lot of like uh, B and C movies before Vanderpump Rules was anything. Like I think she's in a movie with C. Thomas Howell and all that, but she she actually is somebody that can act. So I think I'm just so damn excited for her. And I think what a great time for this to happen. And Megan Good is amazing as well. So you guys have a great rest of your day, evening, whenever you're watching this. And thank you so much. Uh, what are you, what you're always supposed to say on YouTube, smash that like subscribe and all of that stuff. And I will talk to you for the Vanderpump rules recap. That's going to be coming out on Friday, I believe, which is always a lot of fun. And I've got to get my throat ready for my recal voice. We'll be back to that in just one second. Now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And today we have a returning sponsor. Uh, it is our friends over at Nutrafol. Uh, now, I love Nutrafol because, listen... I love my hair. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say it. And I have a vested interest in continuing to have glorious hair. And I, so I am now a proud user of Nutrafol and I think you should be too. Uh, now I'm a dude and this can be used for dude, but it's also really used for women. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, know that you are not alone and that there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. And by the way, thinning hair is a completely, it's common. It is a normal experience for millions of Americans. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. It supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning. Stress, I got that. Hormones, I think I got that. Environment, Yep, got that. Nutrition, I've got that. And metabolism through whole body health. Now, it has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. And each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages. So you get the most reliable results. Uh, they even did a clinical study, you guys. 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000 plus doctors, top doctors, and stylists recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. Now, listen, you guys, I've been taking this now for about a month and a half. I mean, listen, it, they say that you're not going to see results for a couple of months. 
but I'm telling you, like, my hair is like the biggest it's ever been. And I'm sure that's just me not getting a haircut, but I, but I, I love it. Also, I said this the last time, but it is one of the coolest. In fact, I, I have one of the empty bottles that I saved just because it is like, I've never like held a bottle that is like weirdly so well made, like the heaviness of it. You, It's like, I'm like, I'm keeping this. This is wild. But okay, you guys, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show so bad it's good by going to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. And you can enter the promo code so bad, which I always like, why is it so bad? It should be so great or so good. But yeah, the code is so bad. You get to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SOBAD. Uh, you guys only, you take four pills every day, and you're going to begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. Also, you guys might know my mom's going through stuff. And right now she doesn't have hair and I keep joking to her about this product. And she's like, heck yeah. Okay. Once we're done with, I'm going to try Nutrafol. So I think Becky Bailey is going to be a customer. If you don't have, that's like the best. I mean, that's, that's the best customer you can get. So anyways, uh, try that. Uh, It's going to be in the show notes as well, you guys. So just click on it, check it out for yourself and uh, hopefully you'll give it a shot. Good today. This is actually a very special occasion because now, you guys have heard uh, my mom and dad on so much. You've also heard uh, our next guest son and brother on uh, a couple of years ago, but now they've officially decided to come on three years later for a very, uh, very special purpose. That is because Taylor Swift started her Eras concert tour and they started in Glendale, Arizona. She's starting like a 52 date tour. This like, uh, by the way, the attendance on this top, the Super Bowl, I think there was over like 72,000 people there, including my sister and my niece. So please welcome uh Kara and Addison Horrocks to so bad it's good welcome you guys hi Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Addison I think you seem the most excited to be here uh but I I want to say so you guys are who's the biggest Taylor Swift fan of both of you my mom yeah yeah, I, I, I think it's and by the way uh Kara was sending uh the group text a lot of the photos and Kara looked so much happier than my niece in every one of those photos. She looked like she was the school kid. Um, so, but you, but you just to, you ended up really liking the show, right, Addison? Yeah, it was really good. It was uh, probably the best concert I've been to. But, but Kara, you, you liked it probably, you probably thought it was the best show you've ever been to in your life. I think it is the single best event ever, second to Jesus coming back again. Honestly, <laughs> it's Jesus. And, then it's so. and by the way, you you're you're very religious, so that actually really is saying something. That's not even a. I mean, that would be that would be. But uh, I, I want to get into the experience a little bit because uh, this is that it was such a big event. They told you it would be like the Super Bowl, so you the concert didn't start until like eight, right? Oh, her? Yeah, I guess, what was it, 8, 8, 15? So 
Yeah, Taylor Swift came on about around eight. Okay. And then like six thirty was Gail and then like Paramore afterwards. Paramore yeah. Was not like seven. So doors opened at four thirty where you could actually get in. But we got there. Let's see, we left her house at one thirty. We got there we got at like two thirty. Yep, two thirty. And then we walked in and then we stood in a two and a half hour merchandise line. <laughs> but then we just got right in. <laughs> okay. Wait, and- wait, wait, wait. You're you're brushing past a lot of this. Uh so okay. you got there. That's what I wanted to you had you got there at two thirty. Yeah. Um, for a, you know, the, the first artist started at seven. So two 30 in your head, what was your plan? Like, what did you think you were going to do? Just walk around and watch people or you thought it was going to take forever to get in? Well, I thought it was going to traffic was bad getting there. Cause it was a Friday afternoon, which is always heavy traffic. And, um, so we, it was stop and go. And then I thought we would have time to walk to Westgate, which is the entertainment district right next to the Cardinal stadium. So I thought we were going to walk there. And I know a lot of the restaurants were doing Taylor Swift themed, you know, (laughs) food and drinks. So I thought we would have time to walk there, check people out. But as soon as we got to the parking lot, everyone started standing in line to like actually get into the outside of the stadium. So I just thought, man, if people are already lining up, we should line up too. <laughs> so I just kept following lines. So uh, you get in there though, and then you, uh, you can't get into the stadium yet. So you're into the outer part of the stadium and you decide to get some merchandise right off the bat instead of Excellent. interrupting the show. Right. And it, you yeah. really truly stayed in that line for two and a half hours. Yes. Truly, truly stood on this line for two and a half hours and it was worth it. <laughs> At, wait, 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 Addison, was it worth it for you? I mean, I can't imagine two and a half hours in a line. Were you, sorry, <laughs> were you loving yourself? Was you loving that? The merch was literally online. You could have just gone online and bought it. <laughs> and we waited in line for two and a half hours. But it's it's the friends you make along the way, right? Did you make a lot yeah, of friends in line? Yes. Friends. Yeah, we made Canadian friends. They <laughs> flew out from Canada. Um, well, okay, I don't know if you want to use this on your show but we um so we're standing in the merchandise line so it's been two and a half hours and we finally got to the trailer part and we're standing in line and we happen to be standing in the line that was closest where people exit well also right next to that exit thing was a cool thing on the trailer that you know said eras tour so people were coming up and taking pictures well there yeah. was these little girls that were probably what <laughs> seven eight nine years old did, like did i tell you this already like 10 you told me this yesterday but i do wait oh, so you're 10 years you old and you were, yeah i do you were you were telling me that they were cutting in line at yes. the beginning of the line for the yes. t-shirts and they were dressed really like crazy inappropriately for little girls like very yeah, inappropriate- very 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 trying to be provocative Provocative, yeah for for that age totally inappropriate and then they're standing there and so the canadians behind me we were like oh heck no and then they're uh, like hey no way they're they're hoser so the mom was going to go up and I was like, well, I got your back. And she's like, well, we're from Canada. We're known to be friendly. I'm going to do it the friendly way. And so she got up and she talked to the girls and they weren't, they were just ignoring us. And well, they, they just said that they were just looking. They said they were just looking, but they were in line. We're like, you're obviously not looking. And so then we looking. told everybody around the little girls, we're like, Hey, they cut. And then we told the sellers, <laughs> they cut, don't sell to them. And so everyone's telling them these little girls were telling them to get out. And then, um, yeah. Wait, and, so so uh, you waited two and a half hours. Why, why didn't you just send Addison over to beat him up or something like that? 
Well, I was, but then I wanted to. <laughs> because, but by the I way, you said also, you said their mom was watching from a, like yes. from a distance and she wasn't doing anything. She sent them. And so I was like, <laughs> and so when we kicked them out the first time and then I got my merchandise and I was leaving the line and next thing you know, all of a sudden I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're back again. And then I looked for the mom because I wanted to go up and say something to the mom and show, because the Canadian and I were joking around. I was like, well, you tried your nice Canadian way. I was like, I'm going to try the American way. <laughs> oh, I, my God. oh my God. Wait, so so is it true that 80 people passed away that night at the merchandise table? Is that true? 80 people? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wait, wait, wait. So, but Addison, do, how, wait, so how much merchandise did you get, Addison? We only got two things to just share, just a shirt and a sweatshirt. She told she is very cruel and she would not let me buy more. I wanted to buy the bracelet. You wanted to buy the you wanted to buy the friendship bracelet? I went it online and I saw 30, the merchandise. It was thirty dollars. Anyways, I kept wanting to I was like, Oh, I should get this. And she kept saying, No mom, no mom. A shirt and a sweater. That's all, mom. Well, and by the way, you guys, you guys don't know Addison, but she is famous for saving her money. She, by the way, she, if you asked her, I bet she has more money in her account than I do right now. So that's, that does not surprise me at all, but I feel like you should have let your mom potential. I mean, it wasn't your money. She was spending her money. Yes. But like, there was like $35 for this little bracelet. You can literally like get on eBay. I don't care. It was really pretty. And I could have said I got it. (laughs) But the, the people watching was amazing standing in line. So it was fantastic. Like all the people dressed up in different costumes of her. So you weren't, you weren't bored ever. You weren't like, I can't believe we have to be here six. I mean, Addison might've been aboard a little bit, but you were fine. I got thirsty and there was a taco cart that denied me food and then they continued to give everybody else food but wait that was wait 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 they they they, wait just make wait clarify that too because you said that to me they didn't they didn't turn you away it's just that they said they were closing and then all this you walked away and then they decided to keep selling it wasn't they're like we're not serving you in particular no, but I felt that way. I felt <laughs> like they weren't serving me. You know no, what? But- That's probably the mom of those girls in line. And she saw that you were like, <laughs> she saw you wouldn't let them cut, you know? Probably was. So if I had water, it would have been more pleasant. But no, it was fine because what else were we going to do? There was nothing else to do anyways. Go down to that one area that you were talking about earlier. Oh, she wanted to go Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Addison, Addison, Addison. Was was your mom, was, was she drinking? Was she throwing them back? No, I went. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, okay, so you get into the stadium and it's huge. You got there really early, so I mean, it seems like it. I mean, how how quickly did that thing fill in in terms of because Los Angeles audiences get there really late. I got to see Billy Joel a couple weeks ago, and they didn't even oh, wow. get there on time. Uh, it was really like was the Arizona audience, and it's pretty, it was her opening night, so everybody was so excited. I'm imagining they were all there immediately. Like for the crowd. Taylor Swift. For yeah, Taylor Swift, for Taylor. they were there. They started coming like during Paramore's performance. Yeah. That's like when it really started to get packed. Yeah. I say by the end of Paramore, I would say it was almost completely filled by the end of Paramore. But Gail, Gail went on first and that was great. And um, there was probably. Yeah. Everybody keeps, I, every, I keep watching videos of her and I wasn't familiar with her, but she sounds like she's really great. Everybody keeps going, oh, I didn't know about her, her but she was great. They op- one of the opening acts. Well, in her end song, the, I don't even know the name of it, the, the ABCD, oh, the ABDFU song. Um, anyways, at the end, you're like, oh yeah, I know that song. Um, she did a great cover of Lannis Morissette. Um, you ought to know? Gail, yeah, Gail did. It was really great. Oh, nice. It, it was and then really- how did you, did you guys like Paramore? Love Paramore. She, she 
I mean, the whole band, but like, I have to say, um, I don't know her name, the lead singer. Haley, Haley Williams, Haley Williams. Man, yeah. she's great. Like she's got some, just, she's fun to watch. She's really entertaining. She's comfortable on the stage. Um, just, I really loved watching her take the stage and just be comfortable with it. And it was cool hearing how she was friends with Taylor Swift. And she told a story about, I mean, I'm, you probably no, please. online. Oh, okay. But she told a story about how when she was 18, she was at, I want to say the Grammys perhaps performing and she was only 18 and she was young and she goes, and then the mom of, you know, this big star comes up to me and is like, Hey, or Taylor wasn't that big at the time, but she was like, Hey, my daughter, you know, is getting into music and I would like her to have, you know, another female friend that's young too, because it's a lonely place. And so she gave the Paramore singer Taylor Swift's cell phone number and the Paramore girl was like, Hey, she's like, so I didn't text her because, you know, I just did it. But I guess she reached out to Swift after the BMA awards after Kanye West. Oh, really? Yeah. And so she reached out to her then and then they became really good friends. And so that was kind of cool to know that they were friends. That made it Um, special. So was there a countdown to Taylor Swift? Okay. So that was the coolest thing ever. Next thing you know, that like the clock comes on and it's like two or three minutes till midnight, you know, which was just fabulous. And everyone is screaming. I'm telling you, like, everyone is like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I literally almost cried. Cause like, and that's I'm what I was going to ask. Wait, wait, wait. And Addison, at what point were you really embarrassed to be there? Like, cause you're watching your mom freak <laughs> out and I can't imagine you're free. You seem like really level-headed. Were you crying and freaking out as well? Or was your, and what was that like? Were you scared at any point to be with your mom at that point? I was very embarrassed the whole time. <laughs> you were like well, sitting along with a bunch okay. of twenty-year-olds. No, no, no. Okay, I wasn't. Okay, I'm forty-four, but you, I felt very at home. There was a lot of people older than me. Okay, and did you know? Remember the people behind us? They were older, right. probably in their sixties, white hair. Wait, what? Remember the people right behind us, the uh, behind oh, the annoying girls, and um, they. <laughs> and first, well, whatever. But I kept thinking like are they here with somebody? But then I don't know if you noticed this, you and I haven't talked about it, but as soon as um, the countdown went from like 10, nine, eight, and this woman, she had to be, I'm guessing 67. Next thing you know, I heard her scream. Oh my God, I love you there. <laughs> and I was just like, so happy to hear this old woman older than me, loving her just as much. I mean, that's the cool thing. Well, well that's, I mean, it. that, that reminds me of my mom, your grandma, Addison, where uh, we went to Michael Bolton as a family with her once, but then I took her by myself once and she was like losing her mind over Michael Bolton. It was just wild. And I like Taylor Swift a lot more than I like Michael Bolton, but it was still really scary to see. So what, uh, what song did she open with? Do you remember? And what was like, what was her entrance? Like, I can't even really open up with that big of a song. Well, I think it was from the lover. album. Was it was it? from, yeah. Cause well, the, she went through the different eras, you guys, because yeah, Taylor has different eras. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she started with the Lover era yeah. and she did 44 songs over three hours and 10 minutes. And she didn't do, there was no like intermission or anything, correct? No, not for her. There wasn't. Um, no, when she came on, it was just, it was just amazing. It was just beautiful and amazing. And her costumes are just fabulous. The sparkles are just amazing uh oh and the whole crowd was sparkling though like almost everyone had yeah because didn't, didn't they give you wrist bracelets oh, yeah. too that lit up so it yeah. like to the song it would light it up to cool. each one you could, yeah they would make it at, like the arena people into hearts like a whole section yeah, of like hearts, hearts pumping hearts yeah pumping hearts cool. and uh everything about it was just like it was just amazing i mean it's like 
a cross between a Broadway show and concert. And it's just so entertaining. Like, I think she's the number one entertainer. She knows how to grip an audience, I think. And the cool one, okay. So in between her eras, which was so cool, like, you know, she'd go out of course with a bang and then you're so excited to like, which era is it going to be next? And you really have no idea. The only one you kind of knew is when, um, was it Evermore? Evermore in folklore because of the trees and then the, yeah, the house. house. Yeah. Yeah. So for those you kind of knew, but the coolest one, her coolest was it? Well, okay. Well, we'll get to reputation in a second. Cause that was amazing. <laughs> but, but I forget which one she was finished with and she dove into the stage. That's like what I was going to, I've seen, oh, I've seen that on TikTok a so bunch cool. is that this thing opens up and they're trying to figure out how she does it, but she really literally dives in. Dives. There's obviously like a, well, I've heard theories of that wasn't her. That's a double that dives, but then that was her, but it's just like a pit she of dives. like foam. So, you know, she, so I laid in bed last night trying to figure out how she dived. Obviously it's not. This is what you're thinking about when you're lying yeah. in bed at night. This is Absolutely. what <laughs> I thought about it. I'm pretty sure at first I thought a ball pit, but then I was talking to a friend today it's and I think it's foam. foam. I think it's like when you go to these trampoline parks. Yeah, it's probably like a soft thing. Yeah, it's like, easy. Yeah, but what if she, but what, I mean, if she's diving head first, isn't there the risk? Like, remember when, no. you know, your parents tell you not to dive, you know, you could hurt your head in an accident or something like that? Yeah, no, but you've never driven, drove and you've never been to the those parks nowadays with kids. I have, there's these foam, thick foam, and it's really hard to get out of. And oh, any of your listeners oh. with kids who have gone to the trampoline parks with the foam, you could dive straight in and never hit the bottom. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's foam. And then they had the video. It was a video of her swimming. Like, yeah, because the the, the stage swimming. the stage is like half of the stadium, and it would show what looks like somebody swimming uh, throughout that to the actual stage, yeah. which obviously is a video effect. I actually did see a back uh, a, a footage of her beforehand training for this, where there's this oh. actual uh, piece that'll take her. She'll climb on it, and it's like a piece of metal that like shoots her down to the <gasps> very end. Um, oh. And she just lays flat and then it just takes her down. Uh, so she really to the was barrier. swimming? Really no, 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 her? no, no. She like lays down like this in a, like a stretcher. And then the stretcher, like, you know, I'm sure she down. dives in, then has to get up, get on that stretcher. And then it takes her down to the oh, actual stage back okay. and forth. That's cool. It uh, was so fun. That was a fun. How were the background dancers and singers? They were all pretty cool. They were good. They I were, was watching them. They're background people. Yeah, they were good though. I love like they just seemed like they were having fun, you know. Yeah. And I think I liked that at the very end, you know, before her final song, she said like, "Hey, you know, you know, you know, when they have the you clap for everybody, and they're like these people, you know, this is what they've been training for their whole lives, or you know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, sweet. It was just I like just they seemed relaxed and they seemed to have fun and that they liked being there. I just love them. Yeah, I really like some of the scenes too of just like them. There was this really cool one. I can't remember which song, but like they're all looking. They're all wearing black, and the background singers are all looking down, and they're all walking forward. And Taylor is looking up. But anyways, I just thought it was just so dramatic. Well, what was your favorite song, uh, both of you guys? What What was your favorite one of the whole night? What was your favorite? Well, our favorite era was Reputation. It was all the ones in Reputation. All I mean, I'm telling you, Reputation just kicked butt. Like everyone was. What's the song? I always forget the name of it. Look what you mean. Oh, look what you made me do. I always forget. It. And, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like to me, I told Addison, I felt like everyone that was the loudest. Oh, like people were into it i was into it. the snakes oh my gosh in between like so you knew finally when you knew what era it was going to be they just you know they had the snake and then they had 
the sound of her heels clicking, you it know, was like, a and then, like slithering through, like you could see oh it at gosh. certain points on the stage. And then it was like, it was sense. fantastic. And the, I love folklore and evermore. The chiller. I do too. too. She does such a killer job in those. She played. Oh, and my favorite song is always, Oh my gosh. Why am I forgetting? Um, starts at the D dang it. Not dang it. it um, dang it. Wow. I've never heard that. No. Word. That's it. Um, she's saying it though. Oh, she did the 10 minute version of, um, oops, Oh, uh, oh yeah. The, uh, or all, uh, all too well. All, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, that uh, was amazing. Um, gosh, what's the song I love? And I was like, this is my song recorded. Addison was my recorder here. Wait, so you would just like lean down to Addison and go, remind me that I really like this. Yeah. I'd give her my phone. No, I'd give her my phone and tell her to record the songs. So I could enjoy it. Um, <laughs> uninterrupted. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the set list here to read to some of you or read. So you had, uh, let's see here. Miss Americana and the heartbreak prince is what she opened with into cruel summer. The man oh, yeah, that was amazing. You need to calm down. Lover, the archer fearless. You belong with me. Love story. Tis the damn season, Willow, Marjorie, Champagne Problems, Tolerate It, Ready for It, Dedicate, Don't Blame Me, Look What You Made Me Do, Enchanted, 22, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, I Knew You Were Trouble, All Too Well, Invisible String, Betty, The Last American Great Dynasty, August, Illicit Affairs, My Tears, Ricochet, Cardigan, Style, Blank Space, Shake It Off, Wildest Dreams, Bad Blood, Mirrorball, Tim McGraw, Lavender Haze, Antihero, Midnight Rain, Vigilante, Bejeweled, Mastermind, and Karma. There's no D songs on there. Yeah, so obviously wait. I don't know the name of the song. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Sorry. Delicate and Don't Blame You were Ds. Delicate. Delicate. Okay, Delicate. Okay, good. Okay. So your favorite song was Delicate, potentially. Look what you but, made me do. But that's Delicate's my favorite song, so I was glad she sang it. I um, wonder if she'll do this. I, I wonder if she'll do this in different orders in different towns because... It seems like the one of the coolest things for you guys was to see how she went from era to era. I wonder if she'll switch those eras up at all or if this is the show for the next year. I kind of hope she doesn't because it was amazing. The one that she did say she's going to switch up is the acoustic. So Yeah, Tim McGraw, yeah. Well, no, I think, yeah, it was Mirabal is the one, but I thought Tim McGraw she might stick with. But yeah, she said the acoustic set was the one that she might she's going to switch up and try okay. never to do twice. Well, that, I mean, was there night. any bad, was there any bad moments of the show? Was there anything that you did not like besides sitting next to your mom at the show? Was there anything, any, any moments that were like, uh, this needs some work? Nothing about the show, no. No. People <laughs> no, there was some annoying teen girls next to us. So annoying. That were taking selfies of themselves the whole singing time. the song. The whole so they time. weren't. The yeah, whole welcome time. to the internet. Welcome to the internet. That's that's TikTok. That's what it is. No, it's wrong it. and gross. Because I'm like, <laughs> we're here for Taylor. Like, who? Like, I'm sorry if you're gonna post something online. I want to see Taylor Swift. I don't want to see you singing Taylor Swift because you're nothing. And no, they're you, just the phones are. It was you, gross, and they were so annoying. They were so they annoying. Kept bumping into us. <laughs> yeah, they they kept asking us to take photos of them over and I'm over. I'm like, just enjoy, <laughs> just enjoy, enjoy the show. Let me teach you how to enjoy it. <laughs> Let me teach you how. Oh, okay. So here's the uh, Bridget, who's one of my listeners and a Patreon member. She messaged me and said, "Hey." 
Um, I, I'm not going to use these, but I, I would, you know, you've, uh, I really like your show. Would you like two tickets to the Florida show she had? What, what would your recommendation, would you, would you, would you say I should go to Florida to see Taylor Swift? Absolutely. Yeah. Even as she's shaking her head, yes. And that's coming from a non-Taylor. I would say a hundred percent, get yourself to Florida. You would never regret it. Like I was at a restaurant just now for a lunch meeting. And so my boss was asking me how the show was. And I was telling her, our waitress heard, and she's like, oh my gosh, you went. And I said, yes. And then she goes, well, I'm kind of thinking about maybe going to a different state to see it. And I said, you should sell your kidney. And because it's not <laughs> worth it. You sell should your sell kidney your kidney. By the way, and by the way, my sister's a medical professional. She's like, she's like a registered nurse. She's like, she, you're telling people to sell their kidneys on the black market to go see yeah. Taylor Swift. Well, that's I mean, really. Don't do the black market, but you know, try to yeah. something reputable. Sell it, but it's, sell it on a reputable market. Yeah. Worth it. Like, seriously, I don't think there's ever going to be something to top it. Except wow, that, I mean, back. That's yeah, Jesus coming back. Wait, Jesus coming. Why? What if Jesus comes back and you're like Taylor was still actually pretty bad? Like it was like no. they, you know he didn't have the eras. He only had the one era. He had the, no. The he whole... has the millennial Ryan. He, <laughs> he has, has the millennial. millennial. Um, okay, this was amazing. Uh, is there any? Well, actually. Is there anything else that you would want to say about the experience? I mean, obviously you were just over the moon about it and recommend that everybody goes. She really does. She's one of the hardest working. I mean, she's only 33 yes. years old and she puts so much work and effort into this that it even, I, I she has turned me into a fan over the years. Yes. Uh, and I really, I really have nothing really bad to say about it because she seems like she cares about her fans. She seems like she's like just so smart, so talented, um, really, really awesome. But um, anything else that you want to uh, say or? Of course, there's always something I could say about Taylor. So real quick, well, it won't be real quick, but I do want to say like when she came on scene, I was probably in my 20s and she was a teenager and I was into country music and I felt like she ruined country music. And I used to go around saying how much I hated Taylor Swift. And you did? Yes, when she was a country. And then after I, she really, I, it's after then she went pop was when I was like, dang, I realized how talented she was because she changed country. Like now, if you listen to country, it's pop. And that's because of her. Like I, I watched the switch happen. And then when she went pop, I was like, this woman's amazing. Like she's a genius. And she cares. She, I like how much she likes to collaborate with people, but it's her own. And she cares so much about her fans. And I don't know. And she doesn't get into the drama of everything. I love how like you don't, I don't know. You don't. Yeah. You don't yeah, like yeah. Kardashian. Sorry. I know your show is all in the Kardashian. No, 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 no. Like no. I mean, a lot of that. I starving. don't, I'm not, I'm not, my show is sometimes about the Kardashian, but it doesn't mean I like them. Um, but also that's a good lesson though, in terms of what we talk about on this show a lot is that normalize being able to change your mind. You can dislike somebody yes. at one point and then grow to really like them based oh, on I their actions. Back the daylights out of that woman because of the mad talent she has and how she's responded to haters. Like, and I think it's hilarious that she like did a whole album with the snakes. Like she responds to criticism with just poise and cleverness. And I just, yeah. I really well, admire I, her. I was, uh, and by the way, I was really impressed with Addison's taste in music because uh, when I was up in her bedroom last, the last time I was there, she has a Beastie Boys poster and a Guns N' Roses poster, which normally kids aren't into. And I was shocked about that. Was that I mean, yeah. did you make her put those up or? No, she, she bought them. For I me encouraged she her. Them. She said she wanted them, like them. And I was like, OK, I'll buy them for you. <laughs> oh, and now and now she's like, I'm them. over it. 
Well, no, you should have no. bought a Taylor. I'm, you know what? I'm going to buy a Taylor Swift poster for Addison, and then I she said, can put that up on her wall. Okay, Ryan, I tried buying that for her, and she told me no. And I said, can we put it on your wall? And she told me no. <laughs> By the way, because because Chris, your husband will probably not let you put the Taylor Swift poster in your bedroom, right? No, and I thought that might be weird as a grown woman to have that. Um, oh, I you're already way you. past weird. You're already I way past. No, that. I'm not. You are weird. going yeah. to the concert, and you would see plenty of people my age and older too. Which made no. By, by, by the way, Kara, look, look at me. My whole life is. I mean, like this is where I'm weirder than you will ever be. But I'm just saying, it would be funny if you did put a Taylor Swift poster in your marital bedroom. Yeah, it would. That would. That would be pushing it, and I don't want to push things that far. But that's the other thing I want to say about Taylor, though, is that to go to one of her concerts, though, I think it's so cool to have a multi generational fan base. You know, like like I said, there was a person in their sixties behind me screaming, "I love you, Taylor!" Like it was just yeah. No, I mean, like, she's one of those people that reaches kind of every demographic there is. Yeah. Um, and finally, this not really Addison will not be able to answer this. This is just something that happened today in terms of reality shows. One last question is you've worked in the past with your, um, your expertise. I remember growing up, didn't you, uh, you worked with an autistic boy that was really amazing. Didn't you? Yeah. I worked with three autistic. Yeah. Three autistic. You, you know, a lot about that. There was like this thing that came up with a reality star. She was potentially hinting at or said that, you know, she did something really bad in the last couple of weeks in the show Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. uh, this Tom Sandoval guy, like it was just cheating. It was bad. Everything was bad. And somebody was speculating that she left this comment. She has been off kind of offline for the last two weeks and left this comment under this high functioning person, a neurodivergent person with autism saying, Oh, uh, something like, oh, I know how this is kind of may, maybe insinuating that she might be neurodivergent, which, you know, we were like, oh, is that possibly her trying to explain her actions? But I want to just even get from you is like being neurodivergent or like there's so many different uh, layers of autism. Um, it doesn't make you do bad things. It doesn't no. make you cheat on people. It doesn't make you, you know, really? and the other thing is blame it on that. Well, no, no, no. She did. She just left the comment. We don't know, but Uh-oh. we don't know if that's what it is, but it is. I, it's something that I've been talking about online today. And I, I just wanted to say, you know, that, that that's just not neurodivergence or autism. And it's never been in your history with working with people like that as well. And, and in terms of, can you self-diagnose yourself? Well, everybody self-diagnosed themselves that you can't, you can't go around saying, well, I don't know. I mean, what are you saying? Cause you, people do all the time. Well, that's what people I'm wondering. I mean, I know we do like, well, I mean, listen, mom, you know, mom, even in years ago, you know, WebMD, I read this, I read yeah. that, you know, all of this stuff, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, but what I'm saying is that uh, a lot of people will say nowadays of like, oh, this guy is a narcissist or this guy oh, has God. autistic ability, you know, autism. You can't self-diagnose to actually get treatment. You have to actually go to a licensed physician or a yeah. psychologist to actually get an official diagnosis. Well, correct? yeah. And that brings up a good point, Ryan. You should mention this too, because, you know, we have a family member in, you know, in our house that's neurodivergent. And, um, and one thing he could say it right now is that he says that he gets upset when people claim to have something as a self-diagnosis because for somebody who really does have something like happen to have autism or happen to have depression or bipolar or whatever, that um, it takes away from people's real experiences because he was saying that 
he wouldn't go around bragging that he had all these things, like, because it's something he struggles with. It's actually yeah. a real struggle. So a person saying, well, I have this online actually probably doesn't have it because well, what I'm, and what I'm saying is that she just left one comment. People are like, kind of like, Oh, is this, is this what she's saying that she has now? So we don't know for sure, but I wanted to also, I think that's a very important conversation to have is that you really can't self-diagnose. You really can't do these things. No. And it's, and it's also just really, um, if you are to do those things with anything that you have that you actually don't have, it really uh, makes it harder for the people that do yeah. go with those things, uh, do struggle with those things and the family members that help those people as well. So it's a really delicate conversation. Yes. It's something that you shouldn't use for any kind of attention. Correct. And I like how you use the word delicate and that because Taylor Swift sings a great song. <laughs> well, it's, hey, I don't know. I, I think that's a, that ties the nice bow on it. You can't end it better than ending with Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, Addison, give us all your social media things. How can we follow you? How can we how can we support you? Do you have a PayPal? What do we do? What do we, do you have a Venmo? How do we support Addison and her future endeavors? By the way, wait, isn't your soccer? Wait, no, your tennis club, which you don't know if you're able to play tennis yet again, right? Or uh, I've actually, I've played a couple of times now. I just can't. Oh, you have? Everything. She, she a- yeah, she does her first real lesson again Thursday. Yeah, she hurt her back over the holidays and it really sucked because she's really good at tennis. Um, uh, well, Kara, are you going out on tour? Is there anything we can support you with? Is there any, uh, nothing? Well, you probably won't like me saying this, but you know, Jesus is king. <laughs> By the way, you know that's you know that's a Kanye West album title. I do know, <laughs> but he really is king. So I, I, I'm I'm all I'm all in support of that. Um, so thank you guys. I love you, and I really appreciate you doing this, uh, and especially you, Addison, because I know this is probably the last thing you wanted to do. But I really appreciate it, and I think you got. I think people will very much enjoy this. All right. Well, we love you, Ryan. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right. Betches.